What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Gray Space Podcast. My name is Corinne, and I hope you're having a great start to your Tuesday, and happy February. I feel like January was a drag for a lot of people. It was a long month. It felt like it was three months in one, to be honest. The beginning of January was rough for me. I said in the last episode that I wish that we could just restart 2024 starting in February, but I actually ended January on a high note with my baby shower. We started our weekly ultrasounds. And for those of you that don't know, I'm 35 weeks pregnant. I have gestational diabetes. And when you are diagnosed with that, one of the protocols is you have to have weekly sonograms. And I'm not complaining about it because I get to see her little face. Guys, I can't even handle it. Like those chubby cheeks. She already has Bobby's nose. Bobby thinks she already has my lips because her bottom lip looks bigger and my bottom lip's like huge. She was sticking out her tongue in one of the pictures. I literally died. But I've never, I've never loved someone so much that I haven't even met yet. Like motherhood is wild. Let's just leave it at that. And let's get into the question of the week. How do you stop the winter uglies from happening? I love this so much more than calling it seasonal depression or winter blues. It's the winter uglies from here on out because let's be real, the only time winter is pretty is when we have a huge snowstorm, we're home safe with a fire on, drinking some hot chocolate, looking out our window all snuggled up with a heated blanket, about to read a good book. Like that is the only time I'll say winter is cute. The rest of the time she's ugly. She's horrid. The roads have so much salt on them We barely see any sunlight, especially if you live in Pittsburgh. Our cars are a mess from the snow and the salt, and that gives me, like, so much anxiety. And driving is just a nightmare when it snows. On top of that, winter makes us feel ugly. But I think what causes winter to feel so blah is how we compare our summer selves to winter. Because during summer, most of us are on our shit. We're more active, we're getting outside more, soaking up that vitamin D, we're in a better mood, we want to be more social, have more energy. We're just on it come summertime. But what we have to remember is that we can't be on it all the time because then we would just end up burning out. During winter, it's easy to compare yourself to your summer self and feel guilty. You probably aren't working out as much. You know, walking has maybe been on the back burner because it's freezing outside. Comfort food sounds a lot better than making a summer salad. And cuddling up on the couch sounds a lot better than going out right now. And this is where the gray space lies because it is okay to be like this during this time of year and let go of that guilt. We aren't meant to be on it 365 days out of the year. They call it hibernation for a reason. You're going to get back to your summer self again, but this time of year is just as important to kind of let off the gas. So instead of me telling you we need to pretend like it's summer now, I want to share some things that you can do in winter to help Keep those uglies away as much as you can with having without having to be on your shit. Now this first one, this might be your cure-all. Go get a freaking spray tan. I am so mad at myself for waiting as long as I did because I got one for my baby shower. And when I tell you, I looked in the mirror the next day and was instantly, 
in a good mood. Like the winter uglies completely went away. I also bought this organic sun tanning lotion I used to use back in like, I think high school. And I saw one of my favorite bloggers talk about it and I literally forgot it existed. So I got it off of Amazon. I'll link it in my storefront for you guys, but it's called Beauty by Earth Self Tanning Lotion. Very clean ingredients. Most tanning lotions smell awful. Like, I immediately think of the Jergens one. And this is subtle. Like, yeah, you could still have that hint of spray tan smell to it. Like, it's not completely going to go away. But doesn't get on your sheets. I get the shade medium to dark. But just make sure that you're washing your hands after you apply it and you're literally good to go. You have this like really pretty glow about yourself. But what you also want to do is take advantage of the actual sunlight as much as you can as well. Now, I live in Pittsburgh where we basically don't see the sun around this time of year. It is just gray all the time, which can be really depressing. But when I see that sun start to come out of the clouds and I see some blue skies, my ass is outside whether it is 2 degrees, 40 degrees, I throw on a hat, scarf, gloves, and just get outside for at least 10 minutes. I'll take Ellie on a little short walk and just try to absorb as much sunlight as I can because vitamin D is crucial, of course, if you are someone that lives in an area like me, supplementing with vitamin D will definitely help as well. It's not, I will always say like, it's not the same as absorbing actual sunlight, but it's a step below, which will definitely help. I also like to make sure my calendar is busy around this time of year. Like plan out a couple fun activities throughout the month. Dry Jan is over. Or if anyone did that modified version of 75 hard and did 30 hard, you're probably itching to get out more. So having things to look forward to in your month will make the months go faster. This is a time of year that I just do want it to go faster. I think that's why my pregnancy has felt like it's flying because there has been something to do getting ready for this baby to arrive since the end of what it feels like my first trimester. And if you're like me, you could book a reservation at a restaurant that's new in the city. Maybe plan a Galentine's night with your girlfriends or go to some Galentine's event that's in your city. Go to a hockey game. Book a little getaway. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. But when we look forward to things and can plan ahead, like I love planning ahead my outfits for certain events. It just makes the days go faster. I have something to look forward to. And it doesn't feel like you're doing the same things over and over, which can also sometimes feel depressing. And this is a big one. You know I'm going to get into movement and nutrition in general. What we have to remember, guys, is if we eat like shit, we're going to feel like shit. When we barely move, we're actually going to be more tired than if we got, say, like a 20-minute walk-in. You don't want to spend your summers dieting away, trying to make up for doing absolutely nothing in the winter, and put pressure on yourself to work out every single day. Like, that is killing your mental health. 
we have to make healthy eating and moving our body a lifestyle change so you get out of that all or nothing cycle and feel semi-sane during the winter. Guys, I know you know that viral TikTok sound that's going around. That's like, I'm feeling really down these days and I don't know why. And she's like, did you exercise? No. Did you go outside? No. Did you talk to anyone? No. Did you eat well? No. Did you limit your scrolling time? No. Did you make any plans? No. Did you drink enough water? No. Did you get enough sleep? Like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insensitive, but if you aren't at least trying two of these things, you're going to feel horrible. You can blame all the excuses in the world that you're too down to do any of these. Blame it on other circumstances because self-accountability is hard. But guys, I personally, I'm terrified of postpartum and getting those baby blues. And as hard as it's going to be sometimes where I know I'm going to feel down, I'm not going to be able to think straight, I am going to do my best to take that self-accountability and take care of myself, not only for me, but to show up to be the best mom I can be for Sophia, to be the best wife I can be for Bobby, to be the best friend I can be for my best friends. Like, we got to take care of ourselves and those things that feel hard are the most rewarding. So remember that. As much as you don't want to do these things sometimes you will be shocked at how much better you feel after you complete maybe one or two of these tasks. So I really encourage you guys, if you're feeling those winter uglies right now, do some of those things I suggested and you're going to start feeling a hell of a lot better. We're going to skip the catch-up session because I'm basically catching you up talking all things about the baby shower and I want to help give the mamas to be out there just a breakdown of how to effectively plan your shower without breaking the bank but making it so very special. And let me start off by saying I don't personally enjoy baby showers. I've been to a handful of them and I'm sorry they're boring but of course you go for the person you want to support them so that's what I always tell myself you know your guests aren't going to be as invested into this as much as you are because it's your day, not theirs, and that's okay. But I have to say, the best people pleasers are great hosts because at the end of the day, they care that everyone is fed having a good time over their own sanity, and you're listening to one of the biggest people pleasers out there. I know I said in 2024, people pleasing is out, but not in this case, just let me be me. I have a better time at things I host when I know everyone else is having a good time that makes me happy and keeps me at ease. Plus, I did have a really good time at my shower, like completely exceeded my expectations, so you can too both. But let's break down what goes into planning a shower, things you need to consider, things that worked out really well, and some things that would change. First things first, we're going to pick out a theme. Easiest way to do that, go on Pinterest right now, type in baby shower themes. Some that were big contenders for me were Babies in Bloom. I thought was really cute. We can barely wait and you have like a bunch of teddy bears everywhere and all the neutral colors. I'm such a neutral gal so I loved that idea. I liked a little cutie on the way but I ended up going with Cloud Nine 
those of you that follow me on social media, I'm sure you've seen. I love a clean, elegant look. But it also looked relatively easy to mimic because your girl is not crafty. I don't have the patience for it. I wish I did. But I am on the creative side. So it was nice that any idea I thought of, Etsy had it. And I got a lot of inspiration from, from Pinterest to bring my shower to life. You now want to consider the time of year you're going to have it. And I would say guys like start planning this in the end of your first beginning of your second trimester. Like start thinking of these things. You think you have a lot of time and it just goes by really really fast. Take it from me. So consider the time of year and weather you are having it. Cloud nine did match with it being a January shower, but if you want to have babies in bloom theme in the dead middle of winter, because that's what you want, go for it. I'm talking more on the lines of, do you want an outdoor or indoor venue? Is it going to be really hot or cold out? All things you need to take into consideration because I took a risk with a January shower in Pittsburgh because there was a snowstorm the day before as we were setting up we got like eight inches and the whole time I'm setting up I am so nervous and just praying it was going to stop by morning luckily it did or I might have had to reschedule which would have sucked so bad so then you want to pick your date or at least have a couple dates that you can be flexible with. Like I mentioned, I don't recommend waiting until you're about to pop because you want to look really pregnant in your pictures. By middle to end of your second trimester or the very least at the beginning of your third. I was 33 weeks when I had mine and that was pushing it. No way I could wait longer because number one, you never know what can happen if you go early and you don't want to be too uncomfortable because by the end of the day, it felt like my body went through war. It was a lot. Um, so keep that in mind and don't push your shower too far out. Once you have the date or a few dates in mind, we got to create that guest list. When I was first planning this, I wanted to be Miss Untraditional. I wanted to do a Jack and Jill shower co-ed, uh, but after having the big gender reveal that we had, keep in mind that was over like 80 people, I realized I was going to have to invite that many plus even more again, so like around 100 people, and I just got really stressed because that's like a small wedding you're feeding, and with all the stress of how much we had to spend on more important things, like actually for the baby, I was like, yeah, okay, X that idea, let's just have the girls. So I ended up having around 45, which was honestly perfect. It's also important to know this because now you can figure out where you want to have your shower at. I've seen a lot of people do it in their house or a family member or friend offers their house, which it's really cute. Obviously, it's going to be a lot smaller unless you have a huge house, but that is always a great option. You could rent some tables and chairs, move furniture from your living room, make your venue that. I mean, if the weather's nice, you can have it go outside for more room. Also, book a restaurant that has private rooms. That's super popular. And now you know the food and drinks come with it. 
and you don't have to worry about that, which is really nice. You could rent out a hall. Uh, mine was a clubhouse, so technically a hall. It was in my neighborhood. It fits 53 people seated and it came with tables and chairs and we had to supply everything else. Okay, so we have the date, we booked the venue, you know the theme, and before you think it's time to send those invites out, we need to finalize this registry. Because once those invites are out, some people are quick to buy. Some will definitely wait last minute. Don't freak out if you don't see people buying right away. But you want to make sure it's done to have that peace of mind. Because the next thing you're doing is sending those invitations out. I got mine off of Etsy. I really like the ones I got because it came in a bundle. It came in a bundle of different games, a poster, little cards if you're asking your guests to do something particular. I asked my guests to bring a book and sign their name in it and leave a cute message instead of a card. And I also asked them to wear a pop of white or cream to the shower. I was hesitant on that because I know there are some people that don't enjoy wearing white, but I love a good theme. I think it's so fun. The pictures turned out amazing with everyone being in all white. So see, I, I wasn't people pleasing the entire time because old me would have been like, no, if people don't wear white, like that's fine. No, I wanted people to wear white and they did it even if they didn't want to. So I'm happy I did that. But get those invitations out around eight to six weeks in advance. Uh, I kind of pushed it and only sent mine out five weeks in advance. But it was just because I didn't want to get everything jumbled up with Christmas. So... That's just my excuse for procrastinating. But anyways, one of the most important things now that we need to take into consideration is the food and the drinks. I am not here for the rule if mama can't drink, no one else can. Like I said, baby showers are boring. So please drink and have one for me too. I did a champagne bar and I had this inspiration in my head of a champagne tower with cotton candy clouds on top of it and I had to do that so we had that on the side for more so decoration purposes um, along with mini water bottles mini pop cans I didn't even have to buy any cups other than the champagne flutes which worked out really well food wise the most popular time to have a shower is usually brunch or lunch time Brunch is a really popular choice, and who doesn't love breakfast food? I really do like that idea, but I decided to have my shower later in the day, around 1 o'clock, because I didn't know if they were going to allow me to set up the night before or the day of, so I wanted to make sure I had plenty of time in the morning. I kept it pretty simple with Italian food. I come from a big Italian family. We had a big charcuterie board that my mom made. We added a fruit board to go along with it. So when everyone got there, they were able to snack on that. We got catered penne vodka, chicken cutlets, salad, some Italian bread. It was simple, but everyone loved the food and it was very easy to set up over some hot plates and keep it warm. Dessert was a big focal point. I wanted to make the dessert table really pretty 
and have an aesthetically pleasing tiered cake, cupcakes with little pearls on them. I had my mother-in-law and niece do white chocolate covered pretzels, Oreos, cookies, powdered donuts. And to be honest, I was more concerned about how it looked rather than how it tasted, but the desserts were all really good. So now you have all your basics down and now comes the fun or maybe the stressful part for you, the decor. We are not spending hella money on decor, okay? It is a waste of money. So I have one word for you, and that would be Shein. I was last year's old when I found out they started carrying decor along with their clothes for bachelorette parties and showers, and they are so cheap. We did this for one of my best friend's bachelorette parties, and... When I tell you guys, I got so many vases, like glass kind, not even plastic, candles, actual like decor clouds, dessert trays, and everything else I couldn't find on there. I got on Amazon or Etsy. So if you are thinking of doing a Cloud9 theme, I have all of my decor linked, even the signs I used. And the invites are all linked under my LTK. So definitely check that out. We were luckily able to set up the night before. Thank God. Bobby and my two best friends, Maddie and Marissa, came and helped. I wouldn't recommend having so many people to set up because it becomes overwhelming because so many people are asking, like, what can I do to help? What can I do? And you're kind of figuring it out as you go. So don't feel you need to have an army of people to help set up. The only thing I outsourced was the balloon arch. Highly recommend doing that to save you a headache in time. Because think about it, that's usually the backdrop you are having for all of your photos. So you want it to look really nice. And if you're going to splurge on anything, make it that. You're not going to regret it. Then we move on to games. This was something I also didn't want to do because I just find them dumb. So I ended up only picking two and they were still a flop. Like we did baby bingo where instead of playing bingo as the mom opens gifts, because I know that's so popular, you have to go find people that hit the criteria of what is in the boxes and whoever got bingo first won. Uh, there were like 15 people who got it at the same time. So we had to put them in a basket and just kind of pick from there. Same goes with the other game I picked. It was like all things baby A through Z and they had to think of a word that started with each letter of the alphabet pertaining a baby item. Like so dumb. But I just wanted to get like two nice prizes out there. I think it's really dumb to spend lots of money on prizes unless you're having a bunch of people helping you plan the shower and they offer to make, you know, five, six different gift baskets, do a raffle, have additional prizes, go for it. But this was just me, my mom and mother-in-law planning this. My mother-in-law kept saying like, you're not doing anything for this. But like I told her, I was like, no, like I need to do everything for this. Like that is just how my brain operates. And I want it to look a certain way. I want it to go a certain way. So I was like 
just ignore that old school rule because I want to be in charge of planning this entire thing and kind of just give you things to do and she was fine with it. But with the games like I know it's something entertaining for you to do for your guests but keep in mind like there is nothing wrong with focusing on more food, drinks, and just good conversation and you going around to each table and being able to talk to them. Like, I think that's more important than playing stupid games the entire time. And the last thing you want to consider is how you want to open up your presence. Another thing I didn't want to do <laughs> um, at first because there's a lot of attention on you and it's so boring for your guests, especially if you have a shit ton of gifts. Like, I have been to some showers where we were sitting there for two hours and I am just like oh my god when is this gonna end after creating my registry and realizing how expensive some of these things are I honestly felt rude not opening up the gifts in front of that person so what I would do is just call out whoever the gift was from and pretend like it was just me and them in the room when I was opening up the gift I just wanted to make them feel as appreciative as I could because they took the time to number one come and just get you a really nice gift and I get a lot of people choose to do an open display thing but I don't know if I did like a co-ed thing probably no one really cares about the display um but if you do choose to open up your gifts rip through them as fast as you can I had my niece helping me along the way to make sure um I wasn't going too slow. I'm making direct eye contact with the person that gave me the gift. I really didn't give a shit of what other, if other people were talking. In fact, please do so. Like it was really loud in the room whenever I was opening up gifts, but it's not rude. I know you don't care what Aunt Sally got me. So you're here and that's what matters to me the most. And if you're continuing conversation at the table, don't be mad about that, guys. My mom sat right next to me, wrote down what everyone got, so it helped me with the thank you notes, which if you can leave a blank envelope at each person's chair to write their address out for you so you don't have to is great, and you'll save yourself some time when you are writing out the thank you notes yourself, so there's a little tip for you as well. I had a great time at my shower. It completely exceeded my expectations. You have to remember the whole point of this, whether you're a bride, whether you're a mom-to-be, is you're celebrating the fact that you're stepping into a new stage of life and you have your favorite people there that love you and want to support you and that's really what matters the most. But I hope you guys found this helpful for when you are planning your shower. I had the day goes by the day goes by so fast so take lots of pictures i am off now to actually go build more baby stuff because i still have so many boxes from the shower that are just sitting in my guest bedroom i haven't even touched yet so i hope you guys have a great rest of your week don't forget to give that five star review and until next time i'll see ya love you guys bye